0: I have a confession to make. For many years, as I practiced the Christian faith according to my best lights, I had a very timid and lukewarm understanding of the resurrection of Jesus. I don't mean that I thought it was just about springtime and flowered hats and eggs and general uplift or that it was just some long ago happening that had no importance for us today. Now, I wanted to try and understand this resurrection and what it means. And so in common with many modern people, I assumed the resurrection accounts in the Gospels did not recount actual events but were stories attempting to express some experiences that followers of Jesus had after his death. What they really expressed, I thought, was that this great teacher somehow was powerfully present to his disciples after his death, present in their memories and in their awareness. As to what actually happened at the time, I thought, realistically, we just can't know. And I thought, it doesn't really matter because this was such an important experience for the disciples that they went out and preached the good news and changed the world. But the gospels themselves Present something quite different. They recount real events. The discovery of an empty tomb. Jesus of Nazareth personally present after his death to women and men who knew him intimately, eating with them and offering his own flesh to the touch, as in today's amazing gospel text. So what was it that led me to believe that this reality was something actually far smaller, just some kind of experience among his grieving and rattled disciples who expressed it in the form of stories? I think it was this. Most modern educated people are inclined to explain away things that don't have the feel of science and take a quick look at the resurrection accounts and they don't pass the scientific smell test. And people who read things like this are worried about being able to claim something that they can't uh, defend or extend or of indulging in wishful thinking. And really, this way of approaching the world is the dominant one in our whole culture. So there's safety in numbers. And so it has the weight of authority. And the weight of that authority made me timid enough to minimize and explain away the stunning see and touch reality of Jesus's resurrection. But over time, I came to understand that the resurrection accounts in the gospel are telling us what really happened. And that this real happening carries a meaning that changes everything for all of us. Now this discovery was not the result of a spiritual conversion, no. It came about because I took the time to study the Gospels along with some other ancient sources and sift the evidence. What did I find? The accounts are written down early. They come from different witnesses and they are consistent with each other. Hmm. And then consider, if they were stories they'd be full of the storyteller's cultural expectations. But the way Jesus rises from the dead confounds every expectation. In the Jewish world of these disciples, there were different ideas about what happened to a human being after death. It might be just the end, or the person might go into an endless sleep or into a shadowy underworld, or perhaps be raised on a future last day, or maybe a very just person might find himself directly with God. But the resurrection of Jesus confounds every expectation. He was dead, and now he is alive. There's no pattern for a makeup story. What there is, is a real event. And then, who is it that the disciples encounter? It is not a ghost. It is not a hallucination. It is the actual person, Jesus of Nazareth, whom they know. This is the same Jesus who has taught them, who has been their example still offering peace and forgiveness, still inviting his followers into God's kingdom of love and justice, and commissioning them to proclaim the good news to a broken world. Finally, consider this. So many of the disciples who preached this Easter faith also died for it. People do not die to uphold a memory or a mere metaphor. No, these were witnesses to the resurrection of Jesus, and it was worth dying for because it was a real historical event and one that changed everything for those who take in its full reality, for the first martyrs, to those dying for their faith in many parts of the world today and to us. So, here is another confession. Together with the first disciples, I now confess a full resurrection faith. The one who rose from the dead, Jesus of Nazareth, Was a great wise man and teacher, a great prophet? Yes. There were many of those before Jesus. There have been many since. People whose extraordinary lives and teachings are an inspiration to us. But Jesus claimed something about himself that was on a completely different plane. He said he was God's only begotten son come into a world to release us from daily domination by sin and by death, to invite us into life with God, a life beginning now and eternal life beyond the grave. This Jesus claimed that in the end he would draw all things to himself, right all wrongs and console all suffering. This Jesus claimed that all of this new world would come about, it would start in motion when he rose from the dead, bursting all expectations and encountering his followers in person, and then releasing the Holy Spirit that would move hearts and minds to God. All this he taught and claimed. And then he did rise from the dead. And here is why it changes everything. Our ordinary life goes on, of course. We are weighed down by burdens, fears, failures, temptations, doubt, yes. These are real. But the fundamental reality that Jesus rose from the dead also makes real the overwhelming truth that he taught and lived. And that truth frames the dark places of our ordinary life within an infinitely greater light, the light that comes through our trust in God, who calls us to share in his eternal life, who promises to set all things right in the end, who is the ground of our hope this day and every day. The Lord is risen indeed. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org That's stpaulparish.org God bless and see you next time.